Hi, welcome to Stammer Stories. My name is William Lovin and I'm your host and founder of this podcast. In this podcast, we talk about stammering from all, all perspectives. I'll be talking to people who stammer, people who work in the stammering field, and people who have a general interest in the topic. So today I am joined by a very special guest, James from Mr. JWW, the YouTube channel. He He's a car in, in influencer, but also has just launched his own sunglasses brand, which is very cool. I've been following James for many years well he'll roughly be able to tell me from from his black ldra so that's how oh, I've been that's going back some days yeah. <laughs> you must have been following for like the best part of five years i would say yeah yeah with the old range rover so, so i remember your old range rover uh, yeah we're well. talking five five and a half years right now yeah yeah which is absolutely insane that, that is crazy so james welcome to visit to summer story can can you please in introduce yourself and and tell the viewers what you do for you know, I sort of just said it but you will be able to explain it better yeah so my i guess offline name is james walker though you might know me online as mr jww and um i guess you'd refer to me as a content creator youtuber um the industry um refers to us as as influencers it's funny because an influencer will never refer to themselves as an influencer. It's like a really odd yeah. term. Um, and off the back of um, YouTube and uh, content creation, uh, I've been fortunate to launch a few companies and joint venture partnerships and things like that. So as you just mentioned, we've not long um, launched a collection of JWW eyewear. And um, yeah, it's um, as... You mentioned it's uh, a journey which started probably five and a half years ago now. Um, I started filming uh, on my iPhone. It was an iPhone 6 uh, when I first started. And um, I, I probably started it just for fun because I wanted to be involved in cars more. And uh, as we sit here today, the channel's approaching 150 million views. And we've got 2.6 million subscribers across all platforms. And... Uh, it's just wild how, you know, it's just, it's, it's one of those cliche case studies of do what you love um, and um, the rest will follow as it were. So that's me. Wow. So, but, but it does sort of show the power of social media and how when you click the right audience as well. And I, it, it's just such a fascinating in, 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 in industry seeing like like i sometimes wonder how the podcast would do without the help of social media like i don't think it would be doing as well as it did without being able to promote it on social media because you can't have that word of mouth yeah so one thing that we've not spoken about is that you have a stammer and you spoke about your stammer before you did a new card launch for maserati yes so Let's talk about your summer. When did you first realize you had one and how was it at a younger age? Um, I've never not known a day where I haven't had one. I couldn't tell you when it started, if there was such a thing, because um, I've never known a waking day since as long as I can remember where I, I haven't had one. And it's funny, you know, um, up until th this point and that post on Instagram, which we'll speak about, a minute. Um, I never 
have really addressed it. It's not something I've ever really spoken about. And so I'm really thankful actually that you've reached out because I guess I've always been waiting for the most appropriate platform. Um, and so, you know, when I look back, like I say, I mean, as far as I know, as far as I'm, I'm aware, since the day I could talk is the only, is, is since I've had one. And uh, one of the reasons that, that um, I guess I've been waiting for the right platform to speak about it is, you know, as I speak to you right now, uh, anyone who's tuning in might be like, this guy doesn't have a stutter, right? And so that's one of the main reasons why I've been quite reluctant to ever speak about it, because as Will, you'll know, and anyone else tuning into this who is familiar with stammer, stutters, speech impediments, however you want to talk about it, um, everyone is different. Every speech impediment or stutter is unique to that individual. And so what I've been uh, reluctant to be is this, um, this sort of example or beacon of hope that, look, there's someone here with a stutter that overcame the, the majority of it because what works for me almost certainly doesn't work for someone else. And so I'm really thankful that you've reached out because I, I assume the majority of people tuning into this will know and understand that. So, you know, honestly, I would have felt like a fraud if I'd have come out and said it on my own channel because without without sort of blowing my own trumpet, when I go on camera, um, it's it's okay. It's quite, I, I almost become quite articulate and extrovert the the irony of that is i stutter off camera <laughs> so so um yeah going back to your original question as far as i'm aware i've had a stutter since day one and uh no doubt in a minute we'll talk about you know peaks and troughs of when it's good when it's bad and when it was probably at its worst so i can com completely agree with that because i've not know life without my stammer. I've had it my whole life, but also sometimes my stammer's great and it's not there at all. However, sometimes it can be really bad and it is there. And sometimes I panic more when I'm talking about a stammer-related thing, if it's to the press or like in my podcast or something. I actually hope I do stammer because normally I don't want to stammer, but it's like... <laughs> it's, it's funny, like, huh? Will I, yeah. will I stammer? Like, because you think, well, I'm not stammering. It, it, does that show a good thing as like how far I've come? Or, or, do, be, or do people think, oh, does he actually ha have a stammer? It just shows like how everyone's different and like how our brain in certain situations is better. And I like, will talk about it more, but like going to the office, my, my stammer's fine. I rarely stammer, but working from home mm -hmm. is awful so following from from that how can you tell us a time when you struggled with your stone but how you overcame that yeah so without doubt thus my stammer for me was the worst when i was at high school which of all the periods to have a bad stammer I mean, dude like and i'm sure we'll end up speaking about this but you know i used to get ripped for it <laughs> so and i don't know why i mean i'm not sure like I, I think I'm quite fortunate to genuinely say that it didn't actually affect me that much because I think I was quite fortunate at school to have a great set of friends. And I think any time that there was anyone giving me stick for it, friends would stick up for me or it was my friends giving me the stick and I knew it was kind of lighthearted. 
um, yeah. but you know, at school I had a permanent sick note effectively, which, which would excuse me from doing any sort of speaking in class, any speaking in front of the assembly or anything like that. Um, so my sort of uh, mid to late teens, um, I used to actually walk around school with headphones on just so I wouldn't have to actually speak it, speak. Um, and it was an excuse for me. I used to walk around quite a lot on my own because it would, it would uh, ha help me avoid the need to speak. And then to, to, to add to that even further, while I was walking around on my own, I would then wear headphones and I would listen to music. So lunch breaks, things like that between class headphones on, head down. Um, and I would just immerse myself in whatever music I was on at that time. And um, yeah, that used to get me through not having to talk when it was pretty heavy. Um, yeah, I just re remember the concept of someone putting a, a book in front of me and saying, read that to the class was, when I say impossible, like actually, it was a, it was a very strange thing. Um, particularly as I sit here now and think about what I do, um, it's really, really odd. Um, so yeah, sort of early teens, late teens. When I went to university, um, it was such an abstract uh, social world compared to what I was used to previously that it actually got a little bit better then. I think um, it, get, it sort of put me in an environment where it was such an eclectic mix of people from all walks of life that I think that sort of helped a bit. Um, and there was definitely less of a sort of, you know, impression of anyone kind of caring who you were and what you were doing, because the, the, the sort of social ecosystem from high school to uni was so vast and diverse that you just sort of melted in amongst it all. And it was it wasn't completely gone then, but it definitely helped me find a, a perspective on it that actually in the microcosm of high school it was a big deal whereas out there in the i guess quote real world no one actually cared that much so that that helped a bit too like it's scary how like when i've asked this people before like it like school's been the biggest yeah. response and it shows how like we all know like kids aren't direct like kids will point out the obvious and i like, will like mm -hmm. My was it was primary school, like doing the class register, like my name being William, and I used to stand with my name, then especially being at the end of the list. So then every class I was being snappy, like saying my name here, and then my room would just go silent, and then be like, oh. like your brain just makes that yes. two seconds be worth sure. a minute, like it just feels like such a long period of time. Yeah. And like people would go, oh, why is your, why can't you say your name? Why can't you? What what's wrong with your voice? Like, mm. it's just not spoken spoken about it to the point that I think. But actually, starring children, we'll talk about one of the other stats later on. But they they did a YouGov report to show that the mental health effects of someone with a stammer going through the going through school, and it's scary how how much it affects their mental health because essentially you're sort of mm -hmm. telling someone. That was something wrong with their, with their voice and making them scared to use their voice, and no one should be afraid to use their voice at all. Yeah. And but it's also a very in like in reality, like I've had times now where not that often, but like 
been at the supermarket if I stand and ask for directions, people have rolled their eyes or like it's like it's that's how little it's spoken about because yeah, like there's still so much negative stigma. So from that question, I'd love to talk to you about your channel. Like I said, I so I've been a big fan from it. What made you want to start it? And when you were starting it, was your stammer trying to hold you back from starting your channel? Um, so actually, this this journey goes all the way back to school. So, so one of the, I guess one of the biggest um, revelations when it came to me beginning to overcome. Uh, my stammer was at school, which is weird because we've just been talking about it being the most intense time. Um, but when I was at school, I used to, and I don't know how this started, but I started to film me and my friends going on skiing trips, which was like not very often, of course, you know, twice a year at best. And that was as part of a school trip or something like that. Um, and between then, when we eventually passed our driving tests, I would then start filming me and my friends in cars. And my love for, for film and editing began the minute I decided to point a camera at myself. And yet you have to contextualize the importance of this because imagine, and I'm, I'm saying this for the audience, really, not us, but imagine... Um, someone who up until that point has never had control of the words which is left with their mouth or when they do leave their mouth they never come out right the first time i pointed a camera at my face and knew that i could edit that footage before someone heard it for me was it was like magic it was actually like magic it was like hold on a minute this is the first time in my life that i've ever had control over my words and it was secondary, I would say it, <laughs> it would go in the camera. Uh, fortunately, the way I stutter, if I do stutter, I can edit those chunks out. Um, and I can sort of stitch it together, mask it with some B-roll, you wouldn't know it had ever happened. When I found that, I was like, this is, this is incredible. Like, before anyone hears the end result of what I've said, I can make sure it's right. The, the irony of that is, um, when I learned that, I had a subconscious switch in my head that when I had a camera pointed at my face, it was this safety net, which is the opposite for 99% of most people. Most people would go and freeze in, yep. front of, uh, in front of a camera. Whereas for me, it was like, man, I can change this. Like, if it doesn't work out in take one, I can do take three, four, five, six. And even if take six sucks, I'll edit it when I get back. <laughs> right? Yep. So it was fine. So I found this, this whole new world where I could be like, okay, what I say, by the time someone actually hears it, it'll be cool. And that, as I mentioned, tripped a psychological switch in my head that just transformed. I and mean, this isn't an exaggeration or a figure of speech. This literally transformed my life. So from then on, my love for film, I think most people, when they watch the channel now, they're like, this guy's obsessed with cars and that's true i am obsessed with cars but it's the creation process which fuels the output i mean i could just as be, be interested in playing guitar or whatever it is but the fact is that i edit it i talk about it i film it and that process started when i was at school because of the control that subconscious switch has always stayed 
with me in the, I know I can do it for whatever reason, when there's a lens in front of me, it's much better. But when the lens is down, I know I have the ability to articulate a sentence if I need to. And that's carried me through um, dramatically. And it's one of the reasons why I've never wanted to really speak about it because I know that it's not a fix. I still have, and I'm sure you do, and everyone listening to this, you have a coping technique. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about becoming a walking thesaurus later on, but, but um, you have coping techniques, how you say words, right? You know, how they leave your mouth. Um, and I still have that, but that subconscious switch from way back in the day stays with me. And it's still as a result of me finding a love for film, having control over those words, and then later on in life, combining it with my real love for cars. Um, and for that, I feel incredibly, incredibly fortunate to have found that. Wow. And it's also, sorry, it, it's, it's so exciting when you find something that links two of your two key passions, like mine's photography and cars. So, mm -hmm. so whenever I get the chance to take photos, it, of on my car, Danny, right? Mm -hmm. I'd quickly get that photo of it. But like, it's weird how over years my passion for stammering has grown because I realised it's not being spoken about. And mm -hmm. I think that's why I get so excited like doing these different recordings because I get to meet so many new people, but also it sort of pushes me at the same time. And like it was a really odd so because of COVID like lots of different media in like radio interviews so sometimes they are pre-recorded however I had my first live in in interview before and was like uh oh this is live like this can't be re-recorded like, like I can't say okay oh, start and, and repeat that yeah and it was just so weird having that brain looking at actually this is live and yeah. you can't change this and it was such a scary headset i'm thinking i've done this many many times like it's the same topic but just knowing that like that the footage couldn't be be edited or changed it was just mm -hmm. so weird yeah. so going from someone who stammered uh, quite quite a bit to a very public role and you don't really stammer up what advice would you give someone who wants to start a youtube channel but afraid of their stammer affecting them, or maybe the comments like their stammer people responding back to them. Mm -hmm. So, so I mean, this is with or without a stammer. Um, with regards to YouTube, um, it's such a relentless, unforgiving pursuit of content that you have to love whatever your subject is. 110%. Um, I cannot even begin to describe to you the amount of hours allocated to it. Um, if it was, quote, a, a normal job, you'd give up because it's the, the hours are insane. But going back to earlier on when, you know, I mentioned if you if you do what you love, you won't work a day in your life as such. I know that sounds like a cliche from a Richard Branson handbook or something, but um, I really feel like I haven't, you know, w worked in the conventional sense for five and a half, six years because, you know, I'll do 18 hour days regularly. Uh, just the nature of the beast. You always find yourself editing at like 2 a.m. Um, pre 
COVID, I would do 80 flights per year for car launches. Uh, that would put your body in a complete state of flux because you would never know what kind of time zone you're in. Um, and not at once, not ever, have I ever thought, oh God, I've got to get up today and film another supercar. <laughs> right, right. I've never thought that. Um, and I've always, every single, with every upload, I always think, how can that be improved? What can I do better? What are we looking forward to next? How are we going to develop the brand? Et cetera, et cetera. And um, I think that is the number one key to it. Now, now, coming back to those who might have a stammer, one of the things, I guess one of the main variables that I've noticed in myself and a couple of other people who I've spoken to who have stammers, they their speech has improved when their confidence has improved. Now, if you are 100% in love with your game and you can talk about your topic with pure conviction that you know what you're saying is true or you believe what you're saying, in my personal case, I found that has helped to an immeasurable amount uh, because I'm not second guessing if what I'm saying is right or wrong. Um, going back to school, one of the reasons when I look back now that I think it was so bad was I was, wasn't a good you know, pupil, a good student. I didn't particularly enjoy or like um, the academic side of school. And so the notion of getting up and talking about you know, reverse osmosis or something like that was like, I don't, I'm not 100% confident in what I'm about to say. And I, don't, and I think that definitely had an impact, you know, whether it was talking about history, geography, biology, I was never 100% bought into it. So I think there was a psychological impact there when it came to delivering publicly open sentences. Whereas today, you ask me about cars, you won't shut me up. You know what I mean? And I think that's that, that just this inherent love for it. And I think that that really helps. So, so on both sides, with or without stutter, I think it comes to the same thing. Um, if you truly love it and when i say that you know when i say you the importance of loving it isn't because it's it's nice to do what you love it's because if you are looking to succeed in what is now a very competitive space um the dedication you need to have to make it succeed is sort of disproportionate and i think in the long run you're only gonna allocate that time and stick to it if you truly want to do it more above everything else and I think it's just sometimes a motto of, like, it, then, when especially like, so if you do stammer, it's like, do it, like, push yourself, because mm -hmm. it may mm -hmm. push yourself to do more things. And, like, it's it's just fascinating. Like, I've never really thought about how I, like, how when you've got a passion for something, like, my stammer just goes. When I talk about, like, cars or, or, or like, stammering, Mm. Which is odd because I'm when I talk about stamina, I should stammer, but it just goes and it's just your passion. And I think you're more confident about the subjects that you have that knowledge on. And I think it's when you have like I think having confidence is key if you want to push yourself when you've got a stammer. Because if you don't have confidence in yourself, then how mm -hmm. will you do it? And I think. My when people go to me, oh, I'm yeah, I got this presentation. I'm really scared. I'm just going, just do it. 
have the confidence of what's yep. going you'll learn from it is something maybe if even if you get a comment just just take that as feedback and just learn from it like that's it don't yeah. hold back i mean as well i think back. there will no doubt there will be you know people out there who have a creative mind who are looking to put con content out on a social media platform they might have a speech impediment or or anything else that they are concerned about um and there's definitely a barrier that they're expecting to get you know hate in the comment section or something like that let me tell you something man you can put out the best piece of content that's flawless it could have been steven spielberg that produced the video for you and you're still going to get hate and what i would say yeah. is and i know it's so easy to sit here and say this um although i do experience it like by the thousands every single day <laughs> um, the hate is coming from those people it's not from you it's it's um think about what a bad place a person has to be in to take their time to go out of their day and type negativity on someone's content who is otherwise putting out good free quality content um it says a lot more about them and i know that's again we're sharing a lot of cliches here but it's true um you know i've had five and a half six years of reading the comment section and the comment section's dark but you now on a video that gets let's just round it let's just say a, say a video gets a hundred thousand views and you get one thousand comments on that uh of those one thousand comments say it's really bad and 100 of those one thousand comments are bad as a percentage it's not even worth thinking about it's the, it's yeah. the most minute percentage of people having a bad day. And um, if you're worried about what other people are thinking, uh, don't be. You really just got to crack on and go for it. Um, it's just too short, man, to, to be thinking about what anyone else is thinking. And I think it's also one of those things where it's a situation where going just don't take notice of it and, and like you'll you'll get that in life if it's in no matter what no matter if it's online or offline you mm -hmm. will get some absolutely and i think just don't take notice of it and going from sort of hate comments but not sort of hate comments when you announced that you had your stammer and it was just before you look because that's how i found out that you stammered because it was just before a new Maserati launch. Yeah. What was the response from that? Were you nervous about putting it out there? Or no, it was. Um, I need to paint a picture for you to to set the yeah. context of this. So, so be, at this point now, you're aware of of my backstory. I guess that I struggled with speech. So imagine this. 10, 12 years prior to this moment, I had a permanent sick note at school to say that I couldn't speak in front of the class. Fast forward 12 years and Maserati had asked me to present the global live launch of the rebrand of the company together with the launch of their new mid-engine supercar to the world, which was televised nationally on Italian TV and broadcast live on every one of their social media platforms. And that was estimated to be streamed to 11.6 million people. Wow. So um, three days prior to this event, Maserati had flown me out 
to Italy. Uh, it was asked, the, the event was held at a race circuit and they built this stage in the car park of the racetrack. And what I say to you, if someone had told me that the Rolling Stones were about to play on this stage, I'd have been like, yeah, sure thing. Because it was so big. It was so big. It, it, was, it was four stories tall. Uh, it was probably twice the size of the main stage at Glastonbury. It was just the biggest wow. thing. And this was for me and a car to go on. So I'm sat yeah. there three days. We're doing rehearsals and then we would be there at nighttime because the main event was in the evening and so we would go over the script in the day um and i would feed back to the producer to be like oh i wouldn't necessarily say that in that word for two reasons you and i both know i wouldn't say that in that word because i couldn't say it mm -hmm. and the other reason i would say it in that word because it didn't sound like me it would have sounded like quite a corporate uh script so so um spent three days doing that um the the evening that i was gonna go up on stage i'm backstage and i'm looking at the back of the stage going this is fit for a full-blown rock concert like full-blown and i just in that moment i just had this like i don't know like flashback i had this really it was really odd, dude. Like it was a real moment of, I cannot get over why I'm here. I don't know why I'm here, why they've chosen me. Thinking of this journey. Um, I mean, look, they've just, Maserati have just announced David Beckham as their brand guy. So it's not, it's not like they couldn't have chosen anyone for that show, right? So I'm sat there backstage thinking, what is life right now? How has it come to this? I was getting a little bit like emotional about it. And I'm there thinking I was the kid with the headphones on, didn't speak to anyone. And so I thought, do you know what? I've never spoken about this. I'm about to do up until that point, the biggest gig of my life by far and away. I don't know if anything of that yeah. substance will ever happen again on that scale. I mean, I present for brands quite often but not on that scale, because this was a relaunch. Of, this was a complete rebranding of the whole company. It was ridiculous. So I'm like, I don't know if there's ever going to be a platform again for me to acknowledge this. Now is the time. So that post that you read went out an hour, maybe, before I went live. And I'm backstage what? like this on my phone. Away. So, so, so it was literally that, that soon before you went out? Just before I went out. I'm there, bu -bu 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 -bum, and I'm tapping away, and I'm writing this just like as it came out of my brain into my fingertips. I'm typing it out. I took a screen grab from the rehearsal the previous day, and I sent it, it out there. And to be honest, I didn't really know much about the feedback until I got off stage. Because I was so in the, like, I can't tell you how in the zone that moment is. It's like, um, it's, it's so important that there is no getting this wrong, right? And, yeah. and um, yeah, so, and I remember, you know, afterwards, I got my mom on the phone crying about it. Because obviously, you know, she, you know, we've been through this whole journey yeah. together. And my dad was proud and everything was amazing. But what was really nice in terms of your first question was the feedback to that. And I think there was uh, some subscribers who had a feeling that I had a stammer. Other, really? The majority of people who were like, yeah, I had no idea. This is incredible. 
I pressed this post and I look at my DMs and it was like a disproportionate amount of people who were struggling with this and contemplating that and, you know, growing up with this issue and that abuse and this. And, and that was the most touching thing by far that while I'd always had it in my head that my stutter represented the speech impediment community, that post really uh, highlighted that it was, no, this is an example of people that have struggled, right? And I think that was that was kind of it. It did make my problem feel incredibly trivial. I'll be honest with you, because some of the some of the messages I got were like, "Man, this is really heavy hitting stuff." But that was when I kind of made the decision that okay, I've actually probably been a bit selfish in not wanting to speak about it because I was thinking about me not wanting to be this example of hope. And then I read these other guys problems and I was like, actually, maybe this is, there's more value in this for other people than I first thought. And so um, you've, you've reached out of the woodwork perfect timing because just like you, I'd love to speak about it more, not just for people with speech impediments, but for people who are overcoming stuff. And I still clearly remember to this day reading that post when I was literally the thing I read it about five times I was thinking, like I like I seriously had no idea until <laughs> when I was in and when when I literally think it was a few days before I was doing a presentation as well. Uh-huh. Uh, and was this really nervous about this presentation and I thought, huh. Okay, so he just did this new launch of his car. The, mm-hmm. This presentation seems like nothing. And then, when, when I did the presentation without thinking about it, because I thought, yeah, that looks like That's my, my cool. presentation doesn't look like much at all compared to relaunching a brand of Maserati. No, I totally get it. It doesn't matter the, the scale of it. You know, in fact, I remember, you know, the chat that we had before this, I remember saying to you, like, you know, um, when I get in front of a lens or I'm on a stage, particularly when it's live, um, I seem to find this other space in me that uh, I seem to not find when when the camera's off. It's a, it's hard to, it's hard to explain, but um, say I was just in, um, I'd have more trouble speaking at a friend's wedding than I would do. Oh, yeah. that. That's probably the easiest way of contextualizing that. Oh yeah, like Saul's best man a few months ago for for my best friend's wedding, and I was way more nervous about that than than I was for doing any media interview or yeah. any presentation. Totally get that. Like, po- podcast recordings, nothing. Don't basically like press interviews. Some reason they like I feel nervous, but. However, doing so, I had to do a poem at the church and my best friend's speech, and I, and I'll never forget. Remember, this the words are literally just jumbling around the the page. From the, <laughs> yeah. And then I went up to the podium, and I was like, I've never nah. heard this before. And, yeah. But and so so I was stammering for probably the first sentence, and then it was fun. And yeah. When I was doing the actual speech, my first line was. So, so I kept it. I made a surprise to my best friend when I said, "Just to let you know that I do stammer." So hopefully we will be done by night time. <laughs> so that was my first joke. Just to own, just to say just to I'm over my it. stammer. Brilliant. It, but it does relax the whole room, and it made it me does. not quite about it. A hundred percent. No, no. 
But like, it's just weird how I'm way, like, with my stammer, I'm just way more nervous in front of people who I know. So if it's like doing a team meeting, I've done mm. team meetings without realising it. However, when we're talking about a team presentation or like a word presentation or like something about yeah. that just triggers your one thing, oh God, oh God, oh God. Yeah. And like it's just so weird. And like one of the recordings I did before, a few recordings before this was, it was people who I've worked with and I said, would have known that I had a sound because I'm always thinking about it like it's always on my conscious which I've known if I hadn't been open about it they said no not at all but like it's to me I'm always conscious about it mm. so I always see stammering present and I got a question for you that I've not prepped with before when you think of, of a famous person with a stammer who do you think of honestly I can't think of anyone I'm not sure who who is famous who had who has a stammer. So the first, so we've had a few Joe Bidens said Joe wow. Biden with his stammer. Wow, that's wild. Really, he, that, I, I you see yeah. again. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's that's wild. Really, no. And crazy. So Elvin, so I bet you didn't know Elvis Presley had a stammer. No way, really? I didn't yeah. know. No, no, not at all. Storm, Stormzy recently came out that he had a stammer. Like, the one that fascinates me is Mar no, it's Marilyn Monroe. Like her, like her breathy tones are her coping mechanisms for her stammer. Really? Which I had no idea. And it's like all these wow. people out there out have a stammer. Yeah. It's fascinating. Like you sometimes feel by yourself. Like it's such yeah. a... It's, like you think I'm the only one going through this however you know yeah. so before sorry so a few questions before I mentioned one of the stats from Adam mm -hmm. Stone's NewGov report next one's quite a shocking stat between mm -hmm. 16 and 24 year olds over 27 percent think it's okay to make fun of someone with a stammer did this surprise you um when you read it as a statistic, it sounds, it does sound surprising. Having experienced it firsthand, like totally, yeah, yeah. feels about right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's a funny one that I, I think, um, you know, when you, when you witness a stutter or a stammer from someone, because it doesn't look like perhaps a physical disability or anything that's sort of, you know, obviously tangible, maybe it it feels like it's less of a problem to make fun of i don't know um but um yeah that's a real shame but uh, yeah you know i can i felt it i get it yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah for sure like like it's sort of scary how it it is shocking but at the same time it is believable and i think people go oh no surely that's not the case it's like you see, you watch someone with a stammer in the school playground, or like you watch someone with a, mm. like, so many different places that you would least expect it, like it is there. And yeah. it's a stat that sort of surprises people who don't know, but I yeah. think it's, for people who do know, they can totally believe it. And like some, some, some of the other stats within the report, like, like we said uh, before, how 
I just had a complete mental block of what I was about to say. <laughs> My brain just got me kaput. This is this is where editing's great. Just chunk yeah, it exactly. Down. Exactly. <laughs> so like one of the other stats we spoke about was like the kids' mental health in like schools. And like this is one of the things why we do need to talk about it because uh-huh. it's there's still so much negative stigma around the topic or or, or sometimes it's the case of people thinking they're doing the right thing, however, they're not doing the right thing, and the person mm. of the may portray it as the wrong thing to do in that situation because every stammer is different. Like we said, how, and like I think the mainstream media and like films, TV, when you see something with a stammer, it's a stereotypical, very severe stammer. However, you don't really see people. Like our stammer, like people who may stammer more, or like you don't see ever like a like a female character with a stammer in a t- film or TV show. Uh, that's very true. That's very true. Like it's way more frequent in male. Like it's there's still yeah. so much to change. And have you do you notice it when you see it in a show or film? Do you notice it more than if you're watching a film? with friends or would you go oh that person stammers can you see it in other people yeah i think it, it definitely hits the radar a bit stronger i guess yeah, yeah i would say so i'm never like you know offended by it or anything like yeah. that and, you know that's not something i've got i guess i maybe a bit more, more acute uh when it comes to it um you know on that topic i assume you watched the king's speech yeah i mean i mean um that was fascinating. It's the first, you know, sort of A-list uh, publication, not, you know, sorry, production, which which I think had directly addressed that. You know, I think that was really interesting, but also cool that it was, you know, based on history and fact. That was, that, that too was pretty wild. I always remember those scenes where they were going through all those different treatments thinking, man. It was the craziest thing where they were like shoving marbles and things, you know, in his mouth. But um, the the speech therapy part resonated with me because I don't know about you. When I was younger, I had all sorts of stuff, all sorts of different things. And truthfully, nothing, nothing worked for me like the realization of film. That was that was me anyway. and honestly, my, I guess, coping mechanisms I've developed myself over time. No one's gone, oh, when you stumble over this word, what you need to do is this. And they've tried that in the past. But again, this is kind of, I think, what's reinforced me not wanting to talk about it. It hasn't worked for me. So I've been really reluctant to be the next guy that's gone, oh, look at me, I've done this, and you can overcome it by doing this. You know, you probably can't. Um, in fact, I think what will be interesting, you know, over the next few minutes as we talk, I've never, ever, ever, ever acknowledged what I'm about to stutter. And I will do as I'm going. I mean, it's every other word, but I just hold it very like a half a second longer, come up with a different word. This is a, probably a good time to acknowledge what we meant earlier by becoming a walking thesaurus. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but one of my coping mechanisms, which has taken a very long time, <laughs> is, is um, using other words 
which mean the same thing, to avoid saying the word that I know I'm about to stutter on, right? So you probably know sentences in advance. You're like, oh, no, I've got to say that thing beginning with M in a minute. Quick, engage the thesaurus and come up with something else. Um, That's been a really big one. And, um, you know, by the weird and wonderful ways of the world, how that's helped me in my career now is the vocabulary I have to describe things. I kind of took for granted until I started to review cards. And the audience was like, why is this guy saying all these big words? <laughs> it's like, it like, this guy's like so elaborate with his descriptions. Like what's, what's the need for that? And they didn't like, they thought I was just putting loads of effort into like helping helping them understand how a car felt, which I was doing, but, but, but ultimately that, that bank of words came from years and years of having to learn alternatives, just in case. <laughs> oh, I, I know exactly what you mean. And I so, think, think I'm really surprised my coach during my uh, apprenticeship, as I told you, was in on in our pre-chat, but I, during our during the apprenticeship, you do a final presentation, and I was writing my words for it. And the first version that she had seen, she was like, "Yeah, this is great." And then the next time, she was like, "Something feels different about this, but I'm not sure what it is." Then I said, "Well, that's because I, I've changed some of the words." She was like, I, "I'm re- why have you changed those words for great?" And I was like, "Ah, but actually, they are stammer-friendly words." And <laughs> Doing the presentation, I know that I would stammer all those words, yeah. and then I've got totally. more, more to worry about doing my presentation than stammering. So I'm just, she's yeah. like, I've never ever seen someone just change the, odd, like it wasn't the same sort of word as so I, I've never normally stammered on my word, but I feel like I may do in that situation. So I'm changing sure. that. She's like, this is one of the weirdest but fascinating things I've ever seen during any presentation so it's just how my brain process like I always pre-think all my yeah. like certain things I would regularly do practice presentations and I think oh no I have to change that word and, and like he was just my coach was just like stop the stop it the stop changing the actual presentation up because like you're, you're yeah. making so many versions of it so <laughs> just how my brain does does it but you don't realize it until like to some they don't realize it but tonight yeah what i'm saying to you now i'm, I'm even pre-thinking what i'm saying yes like that like i think that's when i think people have found fascinating like how, i was talking to someone a few weeks ago how this conversation that we were having then was something that i would have been preparing a few seconds ago those topics that I know I may stumble on, let's try and avoid that topic. Yeah. Like it's so odd how our brain just thinks certain ways and then it just triggers like it just knows it's like, no, you're going to stumble on that, so try and change that. Sometimes it, it may not make sense at all. It may just make jargon, but you don't realise that until Yeah. So from sort of from my next question to round up, how what hmm. Would you say the pandemic has affected your stammer in any way? Um, this is going to sound quite odd, but in a positive way. The reason being, um, as we touched on earlier, um, pre-pandemic, I was doing 80 flights a year. 
And so one of the things that, that, that affects my speech the most is fatigue. So there was an example of, there was an example of me just swap, swapping a word. I was going to use tired. And that one second pause was because I couldn't get tired out, <laughs> not because I was just taking my time. <laughs> okay. So I was going to use that word, but I swapped it to, to fatigue. Um, yeah. So, so flying in and out of all of these different time zones um, would obviously make me fatigued. And um, when you're on the road, like road, road life is a bit is in, inherently unhealthy. And so, you know, towards the mid end of end of these these years of of traveling, I was effectively very run down, you know, lacking a in a spot of sleep and uh, probably not eating the best. And that would affect my speech. Lockdown came and I'm like sleeping in my own bed for longer than a week, you know, and uh, waking up uh, on a regular time frame. Um, you know, able to make a proper breakfast rather than grabbing some protein bar at an airport vibe. And I think, um, you know, that that first lockdown, like lockdown one, when it was like pretty severe and there was nothing happening. I mean, I was out on my I was out on my bike. I was like mountain biking. I was walking. I was I was out and about. You know, we had a great summer as well. It was really hot. And if anything, it, it actually positively helped me. I don't know if that's the case for anyone else, but prior to that, I was living a bit of an extreme situation. So, um, yeah, that's, that's probably why it uniquely benefited me. It's such a weird, um, situation that we've been put in, like, before lockdown, like, was doing, like, lots of different social events. I had just done, like, my stand was at its peak best time because my stand was way better and I'm more sociable. Right. I was doing different speeches for like apprenticeships or like for work so my brain was just really busy just not thinking about it and then working from home then we got told right we're going to work from home so going from a very busy London office to that you don't realize how much you talk like in prep or like at the lift or the kitchen you talk you're talking all the time without realizing and going from home just sitting by yourself at your desk and just taking the odd call. Yeah. I noticed that I was standing on different words that I wasn't standing on before. But also, my worst nightmare is picking up the phone because yeah. hello is a nightmare for me. Like, hey, it's it's all... sometimes I can do it fine. Sometimes I, I cannot. So people think I'm, I'm not at the end of the line or... Yeah. So lockdown was a very odd because... I had to work to because to talk to my team, I had to pick up the phone on Teams and call yeah. them. And I found different techniques that I, I, that I would help me on that. So it sort of made me conquer my worst thing about my stomach was picking up the phone. Because the worst thing yeah. is seeing seeing it on and call pick up. You're like, oh no, oh no. And then it's like yeah. because it's the anxiety of seeing an unknown number and you're like, like who's this person? Yeah, and I, I it. it was really weird. But then I, I started writing articles because I was talking to actually stone children. Yeah. Like, how have you found, I started writing articles and I thought, actually, it's not being spoken about at all. Like, we hidden community, like, within, when the masks became mandatory, nowhere was it mentioned about people with speech impediments or, like, wow. talking about 
like I, I just started because writing does put my brains in a calm state like some reason mm -hmm. like I didn't well at school but somehow I can just write and write different when it's a passionate a topic that I'm passionate about I can write but when it's something that I'm not passionate about my brain cannot process a paragraph man I mean and, that's that's going back to what we were saying earlier you know if you're passionate about it it's yeah it, it's natural productivity you yeah. know and i was like actually there's so many other people out there who are still going through the same thing like the helpline rose by 57 percent in the first wow. lockdown wow. because of people noticing whether stammer had changed but also teachers were going and like therapists are going we've never experienced something like this before yeah. Um. Nearly every single journal or someone who sounds like spoken about, it's like, why, why hasn't this been spoken about, or yeah. why, like, it sort of surprised people why it's not been spoken about, and it sort of made me think, well, actually, I've got the time that I wasn't using commuting to create cool. a platform like this, and I definitely wouldn't have been able or even had the confidence to like this to do a podcast and not like, have this recording. Mm -hmm. now and it's just been fascinating how i think my stammer's its strongest it's ever been now because i've just learned to sort of love it and sort of just realize that this is me yeah yeah nice no, um, so, i was just i was just wondering in in your experience i mean i'm 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 assuming you've probably spoken to more people with impediments than myself but um there's two two things that i'm that i've picked up on on the very few people which i've spoken to but i don't know but it seems to when i say get better with age what i mean by that is i'm finding that the more people find themselves in terms of who they are and perhaps grow confidence uh it it's 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 improved in the people that i've spoken to which is granted a small sample um and Secondly, I've noticed that there's quite a lot of creative people who are who come from a background with a speech impediment. I'm not sure why that is. And again, the small sample of people that I'm aware of and I've, I've spoken to, I'm wondering if there's this sort of, you know, subconscious outlet of wanting to express yourself elsewhere that has led to the overlap of people that I've spoken to wanting to be creative. I mean, you've just said you enjoy writing uh probably at my worst with my speech impediment i buried myself in learning to play the guitar which ultimately led me to play i don't know i've been playing for 15 years now but uh when it was bad at school i would just go and lock myself away in the music room and learn that um yeah and just i don't know people from film backgrounds and painting backgrounds and things like that i've noticed seem to uh have that trait that's all that's fascinating i've never really thought of that and i right. sort of makes sense why i've maybe been more like why, why i maybe love photography even more mm -hmm. than the average person because it's a way of me expressing yeah myself more yeah I've really thought of that. going 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 to be thinking yeah <laughs> Yeah, I've never, and I've been more think about it, some of the people who I've spoken to, like there, like there are quite a few creative people who I know who do stammer, and I think, 
like some of the famous people who we spoke spoke about, mm-hmm. like it sort of makes sense how interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've never really thought of that. Like it's never really yeah crossed my mind. So to round up the episode, I've got one last question. If you could give three pieces of advice to someone who stammers and three pieces of advice to people who don't stammer, what would they be? Um, I, well, three for those who stammer. The first thing I would be is uh, give 110% conviction to each waking day. Uh, just you know forget about opinions forget about what you think might may be holding you back um you know we're appropriately filming this um or recording this at the time that the paralympics is on and um you know i look at i look at the the people in that and think you know like these guys are on a different plane of overcoming things and i think it's an incredible example of you know what you can do if you put your mind to it um number two and this will this will apply to those without a stammer um when i say try and find you know to try and do something you love that's not because it's nice to do what you love it's because um you ultimately end up committing such a massive amount of your life to work that you can fail doing something you hate so you might as well give it a go at something you love right um and number three i think taking care of yourself is is more important than people might think in terms of eating well sleeping well um particularly from a stammering point of view guys and girls with stammers uh look after yourself because i'm i'm definitely finding when i've had a good rest or i'm eating well uh, and i'm feeling happy about myself things improve um and then you know for those that that don't have a stammer if you encounter someone with a stammer uh it's cool you know just uh smile let them get on with it um it's not something to uh you know to sort of be awkward around um are you all one of those guys that does or doesn't like people helping you with words Constant, like it, 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 it makes me stumble more. It makes me stumble more. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. You just and, and and it's always when you're just about to get it out, and they're like, yeah, wonder. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, yeah thanks for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know and then I mean? it just knocks my train of thought. Like it yeah, just like ah, uh, now what? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you come across someone with a stammer, it's not a big deal. Let them get on with it. Um, they're well aware of it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, it probably helps me if, if, if you're quite smiley about it, like, like, don't make it an awkward thing, just get on with it. Um, and then, honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change the other two, uh, which is, you know, if you're, if you're, uh, I think, ult- ultimately, while this, while this chat is about, you know, speech impediments, stammers, etc. Uh, I think there's probably a wider message in here that I learned off the direct messages that I got off the back of the MC20 launch that, um, you know, everyone out, everyone's going through some, some issues, you know, it, it just, it might not always be something that you can see. I think the mental health topic right now is thankfully at its strongest. 
which is good. Um, you know, everyone's going through something. And I think uh, the importance of being able to talk and acknowledge that is, is an underestimated thing. You know, um, it's, yeah, like I've always found if I can talk about something, it's great. And if you feel that you can and you want to talk about it online, because you never know who you might actually inspire. I never thought I would get to this stage. For me, here I am talking to Will about this and who knows where it'll go. But um, yeah, speak about it online, share it with folks and um, go out and create, man. Yeah, oh, I actually love those pieces of uh, like it's it's just so lovely to hear hear like every, like every guest different pieces of advice like some are the same but some are completely different and it's just been an absolute pleasure like talking to you because like I've been a big fan from your channel for many years and then like I said finding like you stammered was sort of like a <laughs> when it comes out, when if he Stammers then can talk in front of that huge like the huge audience. Mm. So it's like you've inspired me massively. So that's two amazing. different things. Well, that's 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 really awesome to hear. You know, ultimately, if there's if there's just one person that it helps, it's 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 great. So uh, yeah, that's awesome, man. And and well, you know, likewise, what what you're doing here, I think, is fantastic. And uh, the fact that you're you're highlighting the you know stammering issues is one thing, but again, I think I think it's probably got much wider value and impact than than you think because just like watching the Paralympics, it's more of an example of inspiration that there are people out there who struggle with this who are doing these great things, uh, and I think what you're doing for that is fantastic, mate. So thank you, well done. Thank you. So, thank you, James, for joining us today. And it's been a pleasure talking to you. And thank you to our listeners for listening to this episode. As I've mentioned previously, we've got some really exciting guests coming on. And I'm so excited to see this podcast grow. So, it would be great if, if you could follow us on Instagram and Twitter, where we post all our exciting updates and facts and, and, and future guests. See you next time in two weeks and keep a lookout for our alternate Friday reels on Instagram where we post different advice and facts about stammering and who knows what we'll post. All right, thanks for listening. Bye.